Welcome back to the Kettle Call podcast. Today uh, we are back with Stacy, uh, and again we are doing our recording person for the first time since since we started. So before we go ahead let, uh, and get started, let me go and, and call Brooke. Hi, Brooke. Hi, Pedro. How are you? Pretty good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you. Is it a good time for a call? It's always a great time for a cattle call. <laughs> great, great. So, Brooke, uh, we are starting our research call, and we, but we won't be talking about specifically about research, right? Mm -hmm. it's, it's about a program that we have in our research center here, and that's pretty cool. If you haven't heard the career call with Stacy, please go back to the last episode and, and listen to her really nice career. So, uh, yes, so I will let you lead this, this uh, conversation. So what is the, the first question that we have for Stacy? So today we're going to talk about FarmSmart. Stacy kind of brought it up in our last call. Um, FarmSmart was actually right when I started, I think within the first two weeks, Stephanie, Stacy was out, but Stephanie had me come and help her because they were doing the dairy section. And <laughs> I just remember that being so fun because all the kids were so excited and so engaged and they were tapping into all that energy. So I'm really excited to talk about this today because that was like one of the first things I remember about starting my job. It was so much fun. Um, so we're going to talk about FarmSmart, uh, a little bit about the history and then what they're doing right now and then what they foresee for the future. Uh, so I'll just start with Stacey. Could you just tell us about the history of FarmSmart, how it started and what it was meant to do? Absolutely. So um, FarmSmart was started in 2001 uh, through a grant. It was a, uh, started as an after-school uh, program. It was a grant through NSF and one of the local school districts actually partnered together with the university, of course, um, to uh, deliver this uh, outreach program that was um, uh, created to teach kids about agriculture, natural resources, and the career opportunities um, uh, within that, and, and STEM. Um, it, they didn't use the word STEM. It was, it was before STEM mm -hmm. was cool. It was, it, was, it was teaching those, those science um, concepts through, through agriculture. Uh, so FarmSmart's currently going on its 21st year. Mm -hmm. uh, we just celebrated 20, 20 years last fall. Um, and it's uh, really driven by uh, teaching uh, youth um, and adults uh, about where their food comes from. Um, teaching them about Imperial Valley agriculture and our natural resources and the importance of, of that agriculture and natural resources, and also teaching them um, about uh, uh, nutrition and uh, eating healthy um, through those concepts of, of where their food comes from. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a really nice history and real, like a really nice purpose for something that I think everyone could really benefit from since there's such a disconnect between the people consuming the food and the people reading the food. Yes. So that's awesome. We get that question. We ask that question. You know, we ask, we'll ask elementary school students, where does your food come from? And we still get the answer, the grocery store. Right. <laughs> and we even asked the uh, sixth graders, um, uh, you know, someone asked where, where, where do marshmallows come from? And another student very, you know, um, uh, confident in his answer said from, from plants, <laughs> it grows on, it grows on a plant. And uh, it's just that, that misconception mm -hmm. that they're, they're growing with and they don't know any different. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this program is really there to help them explore, you know, where their food comes from uh, that, beyond the grocery store. <laughs> so I will always jumping <laughs> on the questions here. Uh, and I'm, I'm writing some questions to ask, but what is the most common question that you get from kids in, in your work? Um, we get lots of questions. Um, 
one of the things I see when we're, you know, doing the, the filter programs, we'll, we'll, we'll a lot of confusion, even on where seeds come from. Um, they know where fruit seeds mm-hmm. come from because that's easy to see for them. They see the fruit and they eat mm-hmm. it and they see like the, or, the mm-hmm. orange seed or the apple seeds mm-hmm. inside the fruit, but asking them, you know, where does, where do your vegetable seeds come from? And it's still, oh, that little seed packet mm-hmm. in the store. Okay, well, <laughs> well, how do they get those seeds in there? And it's a, it's a lost concept. Mm-hmm. Just, it completely blank. They have no idea. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and I don't think that's only with kids. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but but it 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 it, it shows how important is your work to build the foundation. Mm-hmm. And if this is not a problem with kids, is because the adult, adults didn't have the opportunity when they were kids to mm-hmm. learn about it. So mm-hmm. that's that's really good. Yeah, that's it's incredible. It's awesome. So we know the history now, a long history. You guys have been growing. Um, what are you currently doing? So I mentioned, you know, I came when you guys were doing the dairy unit and I know you've got other units, but what, what else do you do um, as far as programs for youth and adults? Yeah. So um, for a very long time, um, the, the program has been um, basically when I started, especially it was field trips. There's four themes a year which includes the, the dairy program that we call mm-hmm. alfalfa is ice cream in the making. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just kind of showing that path of, of something like alfalfa to ice cream and make kids making those connections of the food they love to, mm-hmm. you know, the crops that are grown here in Pearl Valley. And they actually make the ice cream. Yeah. Right? And they make that, they make um, ice cream and we make butter as well. Mm-hmm. And then um, another program we have is called fall festival. And that's um, talking about um, seasons and the importance of seasons in agriculture and some fall foods, including corn and, and how, um, uh, corn plays a role in our diet and how many different foods have corn in it. And they get to try each program includes trying something, trying mm-hmm. foods and includes going out into the field, um, either to see the cattle, the mm-hmm. research that you, you both are doing, um, or to harvest vegetables or go through a corn maze. So in our fall festival, we uh, go through a corn maze at the end. And then um, we also have a vegetable adventures program, which talks about what plants needs to grow. And we let them um, uh, harvest uh, produce from our garden. And then our, we end the, the year with our spring program, which is insects, the good, the bad, and the bugly. And I was talking about <laughs> good insects, bad insects. And, and um, um, we taste honey. We talk about insect anatomy. And then we go out to the garden and usually um, harvest something like zucchini. This year we'll be harvesting watermelons. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that gives us opportunities to do other things with the like older students, maybe testing the sweetness of watermelons using the refractometers. Um, but that's our field trip program. And then we would do a winter program um, really geared um, towards adults, teaching them about Imperial Valley agriculture and natural resources. And it, it had a strong following from our snowbirds. Mm-hmm. Since our uh, winters are so beautiful and the weather is so nice, um, we do have a lot of visitors from uh, you know the East Coast, Canada, um, even other countries. And they are staying here in the Valley or Yuma. And um, they were uh, they would be very excited to visit our, our, our farm every year uh, to take that tour. Uh, now, since I've, I've started, the program really has evolved to not just those field trips and the winter tour. We've kind of added in uh, different programs to reach different demographics. So one of the, um, the things we've added in is our Farm to Preschool Festival, and that's um, uh, a partnership that we have with First Five Imperial. It's a grant that we received to um, deliver programs to zero to five-year-olds. It's a one-day festival that um, brings in resources, has a, a many hands-on activities, and then we... Um, 
let the students go out and harvest vegetables with their family and giving them recipes on how they can use that, those, those vegetables in the kitchen. Um, and then we also do a lot of uh, career outreach. So working with the high school students in middle school and doing programs here on site and giving tours and going to career days uh, just to um, expose students to the opportunities in agriculture and natural resources that we have um, here in the Valley um, and, and California. Uh, but we really, we really like to see, like show students that there's much more to the Imperial Valley. Um, some students have this miscon misconception that there's nothing here, but there mm -hmm. are so many different opportunities in, in, in so many um, agriculture fields here. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I mean, that's a, that's a lot. You guys do a yeah. lot. <laughs> <laughs> so much. You, know, you guys are always busy. Mm -hmm. So uh, just, you mentioned about demographics and just, uh, do you have, any idea of how many kids comes here every year and from where? So we see um, here on site, um, this is before COVID, we would see anywhere from um, seven to 10,000 kids a year. And these are from across the Imperial Valley. Mm -hmm. So we have students that um, you know, come from Sealy, from Winter Haven, all the way from Nyland. We actually have students that come from Mexicali and Yuma mm -hmm. and San Diego. Um, as well, and they'll they'll make the trip just to come to a farm smart field trip. And that is there an age restriction? Like from I don't know, I've seen really young <laughs> kids here through like I don't know, fifteen years old. Mm -hmm. uh, so we don't have restrictions. Um, we have our field trip programs are geared towards that that kindergarten through fourth grade level. Uh, but we welcome and we can create any any programs for any age. Um, we have toddler programs like mm -hmm. the Farnder Preschool Festival for zero to five. We have those uh, um, farm tours in the winter for adults. And we're starting to incorporate more of those um, uh, farm tours for the middle school and high school um, aged youth. But we, we welcome any age to come to the farm and, and, and um, show them what we're doing out mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So, you know, hearing about all your programs, everything you guys do, all of the work you put in, what are some of the biggest challenges you see? We mentioned this on the last episode, but kind of can you walk us through the challenges and how you guys overcome those mm -hmm. challenges? So um, we pride ourselves on being a hands-on program. You know, we do, we do some classroom instruction that incorporates hands-on work. We take the students out to the, the, um, the, the uh, research plots in our UPIC garden um, to do hands-on, you know, picking of the vegetables. They get to ride on a hay wagon um, mm -hmm. through the farm that's pulled by a tractor. Um, it's very hands-on, immersive, and, and being able to, to see um, the research that's happening be in, in um, the fields. It just, it's a, it's an amazing experience for our students. Um, when COVID um, uh, shut down everything, that was a, a big challenge for us because all we knew was, was this hands-on kids coming to the to the farm uh, style of outreach. So it really made us stop and reflect while we were ourselves going through this, you know, traumatic experience mm -hmm. of being locked at home with our families and scared for our own families. We had to basically um, take some time to reflect on, you know, how can we still deliver a program and offer an opportunity for students to um, uh be engaged in, in, in learning about agriculture and natural resources and where their food comes from while we're all locked away. So it took a lot of brainstorming and, and luckily we, um, we were able to work from home and, um, 
and work through the summer to really kind of come up with a plan, mm-hmm. a game plan. And the university gave lots of resources as far as um, uh, trainings and, and connecting us um, through the extension network as far as um, being able to listen on our trainings on how do we use a camera and Zoom and something that's so second nature now. It's, you know, how do we connect through Zoom? To, to deliver programs? How do we, um, you know, some, form some new relationships and, and partnerships with uh, local organizations um, to, to increase our outreach mm-hmm. and, and its strength in numbers? Um, so I, I really, um, you know, looking back, it was really hard. Mm-hmm. It was a really, um, it's, it was frustrating because we had, I'm the very, I'm, I make plans and I couldn't plan because it was ever changing. It, it got bad, then it got really good. And then it got really bad. So it's just that, that uncertainty was just something different because for 20 years we had done field trips and mm-hmm. farm tours and, it, and those are suddenly stopped. So it's just coming up with that new plan on how to deliver. And, and I think what really helped us was, like I said, making those those new partnerships within the community. Um, ones that come to mind were, were like the IVROP, mm-hmm. our regional occupation program, our, our local FFA organizations like El Centro FFA, um, that really helped us. And, and local farmers um, really helped us to, to continue our, our programming. Um, some of the things we did um, was creating uh, garden kits. So we partnered with our um, uh, UC CalFresh Healthy Living Program uh, to create our first year. We created over 800 garden kits for oh local gosh. classrooms. And then the CalFresh team would actually deliver Zoom um, lessons to, to include those, those garden kits. Mm. Um, so that was an amazing feat on behalf of, of you know, FarmSmart and CalFresh and some some uh, FFA volunteers mm-hmm. that we had. Um, so I just look, I'm like, I don't know how we did it, but somehow mm-hmm. we were able to do it. And then we also were able to deliver um, twice weekly live programming. So one day was um, career exploration with high school students. And the next day would be a, a virtual field trip um, geared towards um, elementary school students. But kind of looking back at our demographics, we were reaching people from across the world on our yes. field trips which was amazing. Um, so it was, it was, um, just a a whirlwind of live zooms Mm -hmm. and, and kind of that troubleshooting on the spot Mm -hmm. of, of dealing with, um, Wi-Fi connections and and microphones Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, having one person lead the session while one person is filming. Mm -hmm. So, um, it was, it was, it was a lot of fun. And then we also, um, uh, did our whole farm to preschool festival, which was a very popular one day festival in person. We turned to um, uh, delivering over the first year, we did over 300 kits, farm to preschool kits that included like $60 worth of, of activities and materials for these um, preschoolers to, to do. And we, we sent those directly out to the migrant head start programs in Calexico, Brawley and El Centro. Uh, so a lot of, work and a lot of, um, you know, brainstorming, but definitely something we overcame with, with developing those, those strong partnerships that we had. Do you see any of those modifications you made? Do you see using them in the future, even as things open up and get back to normal? Absolutely. So this year, um, you know, in the fall of 2021, we're already one year into, you know, living in this, this <laughs> virtual social distance mm-hmm. world. Um, things were starting to open up again. Kids were going back to school. Um, we did do twice a week field trips. We had on-site field trips, um, still uh, kind of a limited capacity 
and all outdoors, but we still did offer our, our garden kits. Our, our, the teachers really enjoyed having those activities mm-hmm. for their classroom and, and, and CalFresh delivered lessons to the classroom. So that's something we, we continue to do. And um, at our Fonda Preschool Festival, in addition to having the on-site activities that were, you know, we had did have to modify from our normal on-site festivals um, uh, to accommodate keeping people social distance, but we, we incorporated our, our our kits that day too. Mm-hmm. So they could come on site and pick vegetables, but also take home activities to That's do it great. together. That's awesome. So we've talked about the past, we've <laughs> talked about current and you know, those challenges. What do you see in the future? What, what are you hoping to develop as far as the programs and things like that? So right now um, we did recently have one of um, our farm smart staff. So farm smart is a staff of two. One of, uh-huh. one of our farm smart staff did retire. So mm-hmm. Um, our biggest kind of um, future endeavor is to um, hire on someone new in the coming months. And, that, and I think that's going to really um, determine where FarmSmart goes. Um, I really feel like this program, what's special about this program is um, uh, the passion of the people that lead it are, are what determine kind of, you know, the path that it takes. So we'll always be doing outreach um, to our community, um, reaching that zero to a hundred years old, you know, from youth to adults. Um, but exactly what we're doing, I think we're going to, um, you know, hire on our new staff and, and really um, help develop them as far as what are their passions, what would they like to see in the program and helping them to, to develop that. That's great. And that, that's kind of the future of FarmSmart is to continue offering services to our community through fun, innovative, hands-on programs. That's awesome. That, that, that's, that's really Really nice, Tayson. And uh, I wrote one word here in, in in my notes that I think it's it's very important to your work. And was amazing to see we were sitting here uh, to watch uh, Stephanie when she was getting ready to retire. Is, do you guys have any idea about the legacy of the work that you guys are doing, and, and how how amazing is this? I um I I didn't really see I I know we do great work I mean mm-hmm. I can pat myself on the back we don't do it unless it's fun and I think that that's what helps really like the the fun to the, the students is you know we really enjoy what we do so you know it makes it a fun environment but just um with Stephanie's retirement I created a video and just hearing some of the words from the students in that mm-hmm. video I yeah. almost cried just <laughs> hearing the impact that that Stephanie had on them. It just was so, uh, it's, it was really moving just to, just to hear how something like a three month um, internship could really change mm-hmm. the course of someone's life um, of, of experiencing FarmSmart and working with FarmSmart to changing you know, her whole course of what she wants to do in the future. It was just mm-hmm. really inspiring to, to hear that from mm-hmm. someone. There, that, there that, was actually a mom that was here that is also a volunteer. And, and that's mm-hmm. another point that I have here is, you guys also run a lot of, with a lot of volunteers, right? Uh, if if there is anybody listening to us that wants to volunteer <laughs> in, in your program, how like how much how can they do that? Like uh, so, thank you for bringing that up. That's another thing that COVID did to us. As far as we, a lot of our volunteers were winter visitors, so they were come like our longtime volunteers that came for you know close to fifteen years came from Utah. They haven't been here the last two years because of COVID, um, and we have other volunteers that were winter visitors that are, haven't come. Down because of COVID. So we really did lose a lot of our volunteer base. But 
Um, if you are interested in volunteering, <laughs> I would love to have a new volunteer base. Um, uh, you can contact me. Um, my email is scwills at uh, ucanr.edu. And I hope to be creating some kind of volunteer uh, network. I'm going to look at what applications are available to recruit volunteers so I can kind of um, um, have a good uh, kind of network of volunteers and easily manageable um, through, through, I'm going to find an app that I can use. <laughs> if something exists out there, I need it. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Uh, yeah, I think those are uh, the, the question I had, Brooke, is just I want to say again how amazing is this program, how I'm amazed, like every time, sometimes I'm, I'm sitting in my desk and I watch those kids playing and how they teach them. And when we have them out at the fields and they ask us questions mm -hmm. on, how we feed animals, how they are eating. And, and sometimes like it's really fun. There are some that come up with questions that we do not expect. <laughs> and and it's it's really, really nice. And I just want to thank you for for the program for for uh doing that. And I don't know, like it's almost 10,000 kids every year. If you put that in 21 years, it, a lot of people who has passed here. And, mm -hmm. and then that's what I think when I talk about the legacy, it's, it, there is no way to count that. Mm -hmm. how much in, in this hands-on experience. I think mm -hmm. that's that's what is also amazing uh, and how you guys also overcome that in COVID. So just want to say to say thank you for, for the, the work. Uh, and that's all that's all for me, bro. Okay, yeah, yeah and that, that basically <laughs> sums up all my questions too. So thank you. Uh, yeah, so Stacey, uh, we are going to put all of this information here, but also FarmSmart has a Facebook page, Instagram yes. page, yes. Uh, Twitter, or you guys yes. work on that? Uh, I, but I, I just, and, and also the website that we were mentioned, right? Yes. So you guys have all of this. We are going to put that on the description of, of the episode. Yeah, every every handle is at uh, UC FarmSmart. Okay. Um, Twitter, I'm not as active. Mm -hmm. I need to be more active, but no. Instagram and Facebook are my main um, social media outreach. And then um, the Research Center has a Twitter. I think that is a little bit more active. It's mm -hmm. I think it's at, at UCANR, Drek. Yes, I might. I might just yeah. cancel my Twitter yeah. and do it all. Yeah. Cancel it. Yes. So, but to to our listeners who who are listening to us and want to get in, in touch with FarmSmart, those are probably the best ways to do. Uh, we also will have all of the information of this podcast and the last one in our monthly newsletter. You can subscribe for that in the link in the description of this episode. It's again, it's for free. Just put your email there and then you're going to receive that every month. Uh, and if you have questions, things to send to Stacey or to us, we're going to have the information in the description of the episode. So I want to thank you, Stacey, once again for joining us in those two past episodes. It's, it's been fun. We learn a lot and it's always nice to share those information. It is always nice to... to uh, have a cattle call. Thank you very much. The cattle are prowling, the coyotes are howling, we out where the dog is bold. Where spurs are a jingling, a cowboy is singing this lonesome cattle call.